1: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Bonnie Buttes, the Information Systems Trainer for Ford Harrison, and Rachel Baden, the Global Technology Training Manager at Squire Patton Boggs, who are two of the founding members of the Legal Technology Core Competency Certification Coalition, the LTC4, which is a nonprofit consortium of law firms, corporate legal departments, law schools, and attorneys from around the world that have established industry-standard core competencies for legal technology. It is celebrating its 10th anniversary. Bonnie, Rachel, how are you?
0: Doing well, Ari. Thank you for having us.
2: Yes, thank you, Ari. Pleasure to be here.
1: It's a privilege to speak with you both. So, Bonnie, tell us about your background and how the LTC4 has evolved over the past decades since its founding
0: over 20 years in various aspects of technology, 15 of those in legal IT. I'm one of the founding members of LTC4, as you mentioned. LTC4 has really changed over the years. We have a lot of new things. Recently, we updated our core competencies. So we decided that it was time for a new logo, newly designed website. We now have digital badges and digital certificates. But two of our newest initiatives this year are the establishment of the Global Digital Learning Network and our leadership in the Effectiveness Project. The Global Digital Learning Network, or GDLN as we're calling it, is comprised of training professionals from the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. And we gather to understand and collaborate on the challenges of legal technology training professionals. We all have the same goals. We all have similar challenges. In fact, our GDLN link on our website contains trainer talk, where GDLN members offer thought leadership pieces, insightful information from the legal training community. LTC4 has taken the lead in another unprecedented collaboration. It's called the Effectiveness Project. And what the Effectiveness Project does, it was co-founded by WordRake and LTC4. It's a collaboration with companies like DotStyle, LexisNexis, Latera, Carmen, Preliminary, Suffolk Law School, and others LTC4, through our core competencies, provided extensive guidance in industry accepted standards for efficiency, but the effectiveness project wants to answer the larger question, how do we know that the time invested in creating legal documents matches the value received? They offered industry input, and the answer focused on asking, is an activity billable? How much time does the activity take? And what is the client's perceived value of the activity really plays into a lot of the trend toward legal project management.
1: Rachel, how did you become involved in the LTC4 and what distinguishes its learning format? I've been
2: involved in training and change management for the last 20 years, and 17 of those have been in the legal technology space. And if we think back to the economic downturn in 2008, this really impacted And affected the law firm business model. And what that really meant to me and other trainers in the legal space is that we had to look at how we can maintain relevance. And technology education had to be more directly aligned with the firm's profitability goals. So I was introduced to Bonnie Booth back in 2010. And at the time, we were both looking for a certification program a legal technology standard. And what I really found at the time is that everybody was training in feature and function. And we weren't doing that at Squires. We were training in a workflow-based way because we wanted it to be real world to the lawyers and train them exactly how they're going to carry out their day-to-day tasks. And it was so refreshing when I met Bonnie and actually started this journey of LTC4. So that's how I got involved. And the whole of the economic downturn, LTC4 learning plans really support that. And as you asked Ari about those distincting factors, there's two key ones. The learning plans themselves are results orientated. And as I mentioned, it's not just about training the lawyer. It focuses on the lawyer proving that they have the skills and are proficient with the technology and what I tend to find is that most training programs just focus on training the lawyers, and it's actually not enough. We need to complete that circle to ensure that transfer of learning has taken place and they are actual changes in their behavior. The second distinct factor is these LTC4 learning plans have been created in a workflow scenario-based format And the workflow scenario format allows the learning plan to adapt to any application the law firm has and with any firm policy. It also enables training to be designed the way legal professionals actually work. It's real world. And the great thing is LTC4 do not advocate this feature and function-based training. At the end of the day, our lawyers do not care what application they're using. All they want to do is just focus on how they can use technology to do their job and practice law. Most applicable is the way that we provide the training to the lawyers, allows the training modules to be short, directed, and focus on what is needed to complete the task and not taking up so much time, of uh, the billable time
1: especially. Bonnie, the LTC4 uses the terms by and for legal. What does it mean by that?
0: The few of us that got together early on all had this same goal of looking at the way training was taking place and making sure that it more closely aligned with that profitability model. The features and functions approach wasn't working. And so by and for legal really means that instead of coming from a training vendor or from an external source it came from within the legal industry, a collaboration at that time, which was completely unprecedented of IT professionals, training managers, and there were a few attorneys that joined us as well. And we created something that was what the industry itself needed.
1: Rachel, are the core competency learning plans reviewed and updated? They are. You can imagine the fast-paced life
2: in a law firm. We need to make sure that LTC4 is on point and relevant. And actually during late 28, 2019, we did start a project to review all of the LTC4 competencies to bring them up to date with current working practices, just making sure those workflows really were still real world and what our lawyers were doing. This was a huge logistical task. It involved groups of people from various law firms and also in different geographical places, locations spread around the world. And what that meant is the review of the competencies remained balanced and it's not actually just geared to one part of the world. You know, we're looking at a full-blown global approach. And that group met many times over many months and they looked at every workflow, every skill and said, is this still relevant? Asking all the key people from the law firms and looking at those working practices. And once that work had been done, then that group were in a position to actually then take it to the next stage where another group of people vetted that first round of work. And that was really important so that the competencies did remain objective and not just geared to one part of the world or one law firm. It was our industry standard. And the result of all that hard work saw the launch of the new 2020 versions. And as you can imagine, they were launched last year in 2020.
1: Bonnie, how did the ABA's updates to the comments to Rule 1.1 on lawyer technological competency impact the LTC4's approach?
0: When we were meeting to create those first core competencies, completely unbeknownst to LTC4, the American Bar Association was meeting to evaluate how does technology affect an attorney's duty of competence? And as I'm sure you're familiar Common 8 to Rule 1.1 provides the following. It says, to maintain the requisite knowledge and skill, lawyers should keep abreast of changes in the law and its practice, including the benefits and risks associated with relevant technology. And since then, 38 states have amended their rules of ethical conduct to include technological competence as a fundamental ethical duty. This plays into LTC4 because our core competencies speak to what those core technological Competency should be exactly what that efficiency is and that knowledge of technology. And it's interesting, internationally, this has been adopted from many law societies of Ontario's guidelines have updated to include a reasonable understanding of technologies used in practice. Australia specifically cites the U.S. requirement as their own. And the U.K., even though they do continuing education requirements a little bit differently, They have similar requirements to keep technology knowledge and skills up to date. In other words, across the world, to provide competent representation to their clients, lawyers need to understand basic features of the relevant technology affecting the legal industry. And the LTC4 core competencies speak to this. In fact, there are a number of U.S. firms, including my own, who have required CLE accreditation for our LTC4-based technology training.
1: Rachel, how does the LTC4 distinguish its certification?
2: Well, you know, we distinguish it, Ari, as the industry standard, recognized as that standard as providing legal technology efficiency. And there's a couple of reasons why this is. One, as we've mentioned already, and Bonnie said, it's being created in the industry itself. It's for legal, it's by legal. And secondly, our competencies are are not motivated by profit. The LTC4 goal is to continually define and update the global standard. We need to be keeping abreast of changes in technology and how this directly impacts how the lawyers' day-to-day work. And it's always about remaining relevant.
1: That's the key thing. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Bonnie Buth, the Information Systems Trainer for Ford Harrison, and Rachel Baden the Global Technology Training Manager at Squire Patent Boggs, who are two of the founding members of the Legal Technology Core Competency Certification Coalition. Bonnie, Rachel, thank you so very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ari. Really appreciate being here today. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.